Hi, I'm Lavoni. And I'm Sarah, and welcome to the Lavoni and Sarah podcast. On today's episode, we're chatting about discipline with our special guest, Charlene, a US Marine. When you have discipline in your life, you can make small sacrifices in the present for a better you in the future. Discipline creates habits, habits make routines, and routines become who we are daily. As you know, discipline is a big part of losing weight, getting strong and healthier, no matter your age. Welcome, Charlene, and thank you so much for joining us on today's episode, Discipline. Good morning. Thank you both for having me. Thank you for coming along. Uh, Before we delve into what we think is going to be a really interesting episode, let's check in with how Livoni and I did on our goals from last week. Um, I had two goals last time. I had um, to up my strength training and increase my steps. So to catch up with that, my strength training is going really well. Oh my gosh, it's so difficult so difficult but I'm doing it and I think my body's starting to react so that's great my steps haven't been quite as good um I've had quite a bit of time at my desk so my steps are not as good as they should be but I've had a weigh-in and I'm really delighted to announce I'm 10 pounds down since mid-April so that's well done you you look like yeah you look like you've lost weight I thought that too in the photos do I look like that from Ascot that I saw. Oh, when I was at Ascot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that you, I could see it. That dress is gorgeous. Did it look like gorgeous. I was going to fall down the cracks in the pavement? <laughs> yeah. No, it did. Yeah, disappear. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, you can yeah. see it. Yeah. I think. Um, no, I definitely. definitely yeah, I can. I start to feel it a little bit as well. So that's really great. Um, how about your bowls? How have you been getting on? I think mine, if I remember rightly, was um, not going to go overboard while I was away for a week yes because i think mm-hmm. that that's a time where you could just go screw it enough of itself and just not worry um so i wasn't as virtuous as as i would be if i was home but i was mindful i kept my portions <laughs> smaller you know i did like veggies uh-huh. and um dips uh for the drive up made yeah. some wraps so we didn't stop and get any takeaway takeout drive-through stuff yeah fast um, i did drink uh-huh. a lot of water i have to say because minnesota was freaking hot right. hot and humid um uh-huh. and yeah so i think that i was not great but i wasn't as bad as i could have been if that makes well, that's sense all, yeah and that's all you can ask really isn't it if right. you're weighing on a like a mini break you can't you can't expect it to be the same as at home so right sort of moderated is great and yeah. we didn't you know i thought we could have been doing some cooking some breakfast things but um as well as the myriad of things that the place didn't have that it said one of them was a fully functioning kitchen which was missing a bench really didn't yeah i had plastic knives and forks which is fine i can eat with those but yeah it wasn't the place uh-huh. that you want to cook anything it wasn't in. really functioning no okay. no yeah so it's just glad to be home. So anyway. Fair dues. But you did okay. Get, That's the main thing. Did okay. Thing. Just trying to get back into the swing of things. I don't know. I think things just throw me off quite easily when it comes to mm-hmm. like the, my whole routine diet, exercise sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm You've just only been back, back a couple in. of days. Yeah, that's true. Feels like this is the longest week I ever. Mean, that and the fact that I've screwed my back up. I know. It's like it should be Friday. Oh, anyway, whatever. <laughs> okay, so today we're chatting to uh, Charlene. Now, I met Charlene, mm, gosh, how many years ago now, you reckon? Ten-ish? Mm. 
2016, I think we moved to Florida. To that, oh, was it? I thought we didn't yeah, move to Florida. Florida. Oh, we yes. moved. Yes, because we moved back here in 2016. So, um, my yes. husband and Charlene's husband worked together, and that's how I met Aunt Charlene. So, yeah, that's right, about that time. Mm -hmm. And then we moved, um, that we were all living in Florida. We moved from Florida up here, and so did they, um, because Mark's from um, Indiana as well. Yeah, of course, he went to school near here. We both are. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we both, both are. So, we decided to come so all Hoosiers. Sort of family and stuff. And Lawrence, Lawrence and Mark, when they were kids, they were quite close to each other, I think, but they didn't know each other. But they lived near each other or oh, something okay. like that. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Anyway, yeah, so um, they worked like together. School. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I know Charlene. Cool world. Mm -hmm. And um, so Charlene was in the Marines and um, there's a saying, once a Marine, always a Marine. And we want to chat to her today on about discipline because I I don't know if this is true, Charlene, but I'm sure it is because, um, you know, if you read it online, it's true, right? Uh, that the Marine Corps okay. is the hardest uh, boot camp of all of the military. Is that true? I believe so, yes. Okay. I didn't go to the other branches, but right, right. definitely yes. You've heard that. Okay. Um, yes. Now, what year did you join up? Uh, right out of high school, actually. I graduated midterm, and I went in in 1986. 1986. Oh, I'm dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, why? Wow. I don't think I've ever asked you that question. I know we've talked about it, but what made you want to join? And what made you want to join the Marines? Um, well, I didn't want to go to college because it seemed like all of my uh, classmates were talking about going to college. That wasn't some, I was a great student. I had good, great, 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 great grades. Uh -huh. I just didn't want to go to college. That wasn't my thing. So originally I was thinking about joining the army because that was what you heard about all the time. And then my brother had actually joined the Marines and he was talking to me about it. And I decided, you know what? I don't want there to be any doubts. This may sound a little arrogant, but I, at that point, had heard that the Marines were the best, and I didn't want there to be any doubts of whether or not I would have been able to make it. So I'm like, let me at least try it. If I make it, then then that's the answer. Yeah, and then I'll know. So back wow. back then, so 1986. Um, back then, I can't imagine that there was uh, a lot of women enlisting in the Marines. Um, were you the only, like, were there more women in your unit? Because I know when Demi Moore um, joined in G.I. Jane, remember that? <laughs> she was the only one, right? <laughs> so how many Again, were there? True. Right? How many of, how many well, females were there in your unit? Um, in my, in my platoon, I, uh, platoon, three. sorry. There was three, three. and there was about. 30 men, but the ratio was, um, cause I did look it up cause I couldn't quite remember. It was about 5% of the Marine Corps were females. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's, I what I, that's what I, that's what I got I here. Cause I couldn't remember a hundred thousand Marines or male Marines and about 10,000 female Marines. So it was definitely a big ratio. Yeah. 93 ratio point, gap, I should say. Yeah. 93.5% male and 6.5% female. But I think that's now, I imagine when you enlisted, that it was um, less than that. 
is about 5%. Yeah. 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 It's 10% now. It's about 5% back then. Yeah. So. Um, can you talk us We definitely through... got a lot of attention. Right. <laughs> can you talk us And how old were you then? So what were you like 16 or something like that? 17. 17. 17. Yeah. I wow. Signed so up same age as my son now. Okay. Yeah. 17. When I still had energy and I was young and I could run and jump and all that stuff. <laughs> Even at 17, I don't think I had that much energy oh. to do that. Yes. Talk us through an average day. This is in boot camp, okay? Talk us through uh, an average day in boot camp. I believe we woke up, Reveille, I believe, was at 0445 in the morning. Okay. And, of course, it started with the yelling, the screaming. Get, get out, out of get bed, out, Maggot. Out, get going and all this. <laughs> Drill sergeant. <laughs> Pretty loud. And, you, yeah, nobody stayed in the racks for very long after that. Um, got up, got ready. Um went to the chow hall, stood in line, ate real quick, and it just went on all day. It was um, PT or physical training, which was in the form of uh, running. We call it the daily seven push-ups, um, side straddle hops, um, just a little bit of everything. There's like seven daily different exercises that we did as a group. We all did them in unison. We did them in cadence, so we were all together. We finished, started together. We finished together. We'd usually go on, I believe, like a mile and a half run. It's changed now. It's three miles for females now, I believe. But back then it was a mile and a half. That was all we were required to do. And um, drill. We were out on the drill field or on the drill. What does that mean? Learning how to march with a weapon. Okay. March in unison, march in step. Um, and then training in the classroom. Where did we you- even had classes on how to put on makeup. Oh, seriously? Sure yes. Oh, to yes. make sure that it wasn't too over. Now. To make sure it wasn't too over the top. Yes. Okay. Right. Where? Um, yes. Where was your training? God. What? What state was your uh, training? It was in? Uh, South Carolina. Oh, so South nice Carolina, and hot. Hot. It was. And sand fleas. Oh, nice. But I was there in January to April, so I kind of okay. got lucky, but I still got bit by quite a few sand fleas. And so, did you sleep in like vicious. a? a Sorry if I'm not getting the wording right. Sarah's looking to think this just sounds horrible. <laughs> the look on Sarah's well, face I'm is like, never. I'm hating this. I'm never joining the Marines. Um, yeah, did you sleep in a, is a barracks? Like, were you sleeping quarters, like, with everybody else? I imagine they were. Yes, it was a giant squad bay, and it was racks or beds down on each side, and it was basically bunk beds, but they were metal, and went up one down and it went all the way down each side men and, and women had lockers in the middle men and women no no at uh, this time okay. all just women and women and men do not sleep in the same barracks squad bay together right. they've changed it now so there's integrated training um but i'm glad i went when i did because i felt like we were able to focus more on training instead of hey is that guy checking me out or hey right you're all dirty you're- and grungy at the same time now right okay huh um, and then, so what, so it started at 4.45. What time did you go? What time were lights out? Oh, gosh. Uh, I want to say nine, but you were already in bed and ready to go by then because you were so tired right. and so worn out. Mm. And you had someone, this is what I read, that um, that there's someone like screeching in your face a lot, the drill sergeant. Is that true? 
Drill instructor. Drill yes. instructor. Um, okay. and, and not to correct you, but we're no, really good. big on drill instructors. The Army is drill sergeant. But yes, okay. we had four um, at any given time with one senior drill instructor who was the heavy or the head honcho and you did not want to get her attention. We had all female drill instructors. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Well, because- but now, I mean, we had male instructors for other courses, you know, like pugil sticks and that kind of thing. Pugil sticks. Um, you know, the, the fighting with the big sticks. Okay. Um, and other courses of training, like repelling, gas chamber. But now, uh, I believe they have male and females, both. Hmm. So did you only have female because you were just trained all together as females or is that how they separated it? Okay. So the females had a female instructor. Yes, correct. We were our own battalion, which which sadly was just recently disbanded because they have now got the integrated training. So that's a sad part of our history. So when you did your training, because they separated you, were you expected as a female to do the same as the males, even though you were separated, or did they tailor it for females compared to males? Um, it was very similar. Um, like, we didn't do some of the stuff that the guys did, but we did the majority of it, um, swim, qual, all of that. Like, the physical training, um, it wasn't. We have what's called a PFT or physical fitness test. So we had different parameters than what the guys did. Um, But again, that's changed now and it's all integrated. So everybody does the same. Okay. Back then it was different. And is that because you think that they've um, evaluated it and found that the female human body can do the same as a male? I mean, it it is a man's body is stronger, isn't it? I mean, there's, Right. There's not really any denying that is there. So is it the fitness that they expect you to be the same rather than strength be the same or? Um, yeah, they're trying to make it more of the same because they're trying to get females more in a combat role. And right. some females have been effective. They're, they're, they've been able to be strong enough to pass all the same tests as a male um, with the strength and, and humping the equipment and the weapons. Mm. And, and some just can't do it. And there are definite strengths and weaknesses between males and females absolutely i I mean you just can't at the end of the day their muscle this is there's going to be exceptions to the rule i do understand that there's going to be some that are but as a general rule you know that the male human body is a stronger stronger setup isn't it so there's got to be some allowances surely for that correct yes and i think that's why they did it years ago and now they're trying to be more integrated and like you said there are exceptions to every rule you just have Mm. some that they're completely equal, if not stronger than men. Yeah, yeah. So how yeah. how okay. I was one of them. You were one of them. That is stronger. I wasn't as strong as a male. By oh any right, means. right. Um, did you have days, or was this maybe every day, where you just had to dig so deep and think, "Oh my God, I just can't do this," but you pushed. You just had to mentally be strong. And just keep pushing through it. I mean, did that happen? Oh, yes. All the time. Right. Um, But you're also not an individual. Um, The Marine Corps breaks you down. And this is true for all boot camps. They're supposed to do this. Like I said, I can't speak for the other ones. But for us, they deliberately break you down as an individual. And then they build you back up as a team so that you're you're always going to look out for your fellow Marine and they're going to look out for you, your, your brothers and sisters, you know, once you mm-hmm. go through boot camp and you graduate, um, no matter what, 
military occupational specialty you have, you're all together. So you don't want to let your teammate down. You don't want to let your, your fellow Marines down and be the weak link. And that right there, I think, is a big push because I, I, I hurt my knee when I was in. And, you know, I went to sick call and was on light duty for a little bit and, you know, just trying to walk up the stairs until it got a little bit better. Well, not walk, run, pretty much run everywhere. You know, they're like, come on, come on, come on. And just, you don't want to let them down. So that was a big part of that discipline is you didn't want to be that weakest link because you'd hear about it and you'd feel really bad. That's really interesting. Can I just ask you a question about that? So when, when they break you down, I guess that's by the intense physical sort of challenges and in, in, in training that they give you. Is that what you mean? They kind of really push your physical body to the absolute limit. Is that what you mean? Um, to a degree, it's physical, but it's also mental. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody goes in. We all have our individual personalities. Uh, like when you're in high school, you have your cliques, your groups. Yeah. And when you go into boot camp, they don't need individuals. No. They need everybody to, to function as a team. Be the same. So it's mental and physical. So. And and do you think at that point where you've kind of reached this point where you've taken all of your own personality away, just thinking about that now, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but to where you are now, do you think that almost that's a really useful tool to almost break that apart from you to then restructure to, to create this vision of how you want to get to it? Do you think that is a useful tool or do you find it was a bit excessive and only really valid in that sort of situation? Oh, it was completely a tool. I, yeah. I use it till this day, and I think a lot of Marines and service members do. You you get that discipline, and it's I guess it's something that never really leaves you. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you, we we all make excuses for the behaviors that we want to do. Yeah, I've certainly done it. I've certainly justified eating all kinds of junk that I shouldn't have eaten or doing stupid stuff that I shouldn't have done. But you know, in the end, it's like you do have that discipline there. And I think that's why a lot of people like to hire militaries because that discipline is still there. Mm-hmm. That work ethic and your morals, because they really, really drum it into us. But but fundamentally, it's something that's had to have been created through the training that you went through rather than just something that you can just call upon from the back of your mind of, you know, you've had to learn how to do it rather than it being just something that's instinctively built in you. Um, I think it's a little bit of both that some people just have that discipline. But for me, I think the Marine Corps definitely helped me to have more mm-hmm. discipline than I normally would have. Because years ago, I had that mentality that if I quit, like with running, I sucked at running. I just, I don't, I just could never seem to catch my breath. But I was able to be a Marine for 12 years until I screwed up my knee in a drill instructor school and that ended my career. But you know, before that, before I got hurt, is one of those, if you quit now, you're always going to quit. It's right. like, don't let yourself quit because it's going to keep happening. It's going to be too easy the next time to make that other excuse. So that is what helped me. That's interesting, isn't it? I like that. So it's not letting yourself down as well as other people around you. Correct. I think so, yes. Mm. Okay, so what's harder? And so would oh, you... sorry. Yeah. No, no, Carol. No, no, would you want? What were you going to ask? Carry on. I was oh. to say, would you would you say that you had that sort of discipline that you recognised in yourself before you did that camp? So would you class yourself as a disciplined individual or has it just been something then that you've just described as being learned? I'd say the majority of it was probably learned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. What, what's harder? Sorry, no, I just, what's harder? Marine boot camp or trying to lose weight? 
lose weight. Isn't that amazing? Really? Isn't that yes. amazing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've already talked about this, so I knew the answer, but I wanted other people to hear it because, um, you why? know. Child- okay, why? Cause- well, like I said, you know, before when you're <clears throat> when I went in, I was 17. I was, what, 110, 112, my weight. So I was already thin. I was already moving. I was in shape. And, again, I didn't want to let anybody down because – you just don't want to be that person. You don't want, I mean, there was like, I think we started out with maybe 30, 35 females. And I can't remember how much, you know, how many we graduated, but we lost quite a few along the way for one reason or another. And I didn't want to be the one to, to let them down. But so I didn't really have any excuses because you got somebody yelling and screaming and telling you exactly where to go, what to do, where to eat, when to eat, how to eat, how quickly you need to eat, what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat. So you get out. You know, and then you're like, oh, well, I can eat whatever I want now. Mm-hmm. And I did, <laughs> you know, and I told myself when I get out, I'm never going to run again. And <laughs> I haven't. And Listen, I'm running from a bed. Because I didn't have to do it. Part of it is because that's why I ended up getting out is because I screwed up my knee. Right. Mm. So, yeah, it's much harder to lose weight because it's, it's too easy now to make excuses and to justify. Uh, but what you've just described there and what I'm hearing then is is when you were in boot camp, you were part of a network and you had support, even though it might be instructional, it was basically a supported web, wasn't it? So whether it was someone telling you what to do, whether they were pushing you, shouting at you, or then, as you described, not wanting to let other people down, that whole web of, of support network meant that you were one of many. As soon as you're out and then you've got your own decisions to make, that support web has just completely disappeared, doesn't it? So that potentially is one of the differences. So Livoni and I have talked about the fact that she and I support each other. We we check in, we ask, even through this you know, recording of the podcast, each week we ask how our goals are and hopefully everyone listening can then do the same for themselves or share it or even let us know. We'd be really pleased to hear about it. But do you think that's quite a fundamental difference that you feel on your, you know, singular now as opposed to something which was a big network? Yes, and I actually feel embarrassed sometimes that I'm not thinner because I feel like as a Marine I should be. But I'm on Facebook I'm in some groups with some um, other Marines, mm-hmm. uh, different ones that we're part of. And so I see other guys, or pe- and, and I say guys because that's the majority of it, and they've all gained weight. And so I was like, oh, so maybe I don't feel so bad because this is just natural and this is just part of the aging process. Mm-hmm. And then I see some of these guys that are like 60, 70 years old, and they're like still running three miles every day and doing their pull-ups and push-ups. And I'm like... Okay, well, that blew that out of the window, so I really don't have to do But, yeah, I feel like I should be in better shape from being a Marine. Why do you think it's so hard? It's that comparison. Why do you think it's so hard for people to to find or to have that discipline? I don't know whether you have discipline. I don't know how, you know, or to develop it or something you have or develop. or I'm sure part of it comes from having like a strong mindset or the will to do it. But why do you think it's so hard for people to have Mm -hmm. that? I mean, does everybody need to go Um, and just sign up for something? I know in some countries it used to be um, men had to go and do some sort of military training. The women didn't, but the men did. Mm -hmm. But 
I mean, that's not a bad thing to do, really. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that I need to start like a boot camp. Don't you think? We need Um, to do that. Yeah, and I know they've got boot camp things out there to Uh help people get in shape. And and that works for some people. Uh That won't work for me. No. Been there, done that. Right. I don't need it again. I've I've already been there. I know what I need to do. Right. And I know how to do it. I just make excuses not to do it. That's and I So think, what do you need yeah. to do? What yeah. go on, Charlene? What do you need to do? Uh my biggest thing that is bad for me is um well a couple of different things. I have a really bad sweet tooth. I love candy. Um crunchy candy, like mm-hmm. birds or smarties or something like that. So that's one of my biggest things that I will go to. And it's not stress, it's not anything, it's just it's there. And yeah. it's like something to keep my hands and my mouth busy because um, I'm not a gum chewer or anything like that. I can, but it's just not my thing. So a lot of it is just habit, I think. And I should be able to just get up and walk and exercise. And and part of it, too, I think, with my background is I almost feel like I don't have to prove anything to anybody mm. because I already have proved it to myself. And I don't feel like I brag that I'm a Marine. I'm not embarrassed Obviously, I'm not. I'm very proud of it, extremely proud of it. But I don't let that define everything that I do. But again, there's that feeling that does come back that you should be in better shape. You should be setting the example because you did do this and you should have that discipline. And it's so easy to make excuses. I'm oh. really good at making excuses. Oh, yeah, you're in But good I'm also hoping I'm a job with the Mm. less stress that I will, you know, take more time for myself and work on my dietary habits because I won't be able to go through a drive-thru. You know, I would justify, oh, I got to go out and do an inspection. I got to get up on this roof. So, you know, let me just go through a drive-thru because that's for me. I don't have to share it with anybody. And I'm not trying to hide that I'm doing it, but it's just for me. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where my brain has gone. Like, because I have four kids, they're all older and grown and gone. But you know, that's how I was justifying going through a drive-through, and it still kind of stayed with me, which is weird. Hmm. So, and it, I think that um, I was just going to say that sort of—it's almost just listening to you from the outside. It's almost like you've gone the complete opposite of what you, the way that you had to, or you did live your life for twelve years, which hmm. obviously is incredibly intense. It's something which you have, there's no option. You have to deliver it. And then as soon as you've been given the option not to, it's just like almost relax. Okay, I'm not doing that now. But then habit, as you said, kicks in and then that rolls on for too long. So how long have you been out of of the Marines? Uh, don't ask me to do math, but I got out in 98. Oh, okay. Me neither. <laughs> oh, quite well then. Long time. Long 25 time. years. But you were, you were also um, based in, in Japan too, so I think that probably added another level to it, didn't it? Being in another country as well. Um, were you in Japan? Yes, I was in Okinawa for um, – I ended up being there for a total of three and a half years, so I got to experience the culture over there and the food. And ironically, Okinawa is one of the healthiest countries out there. Um, because of their diet, you know, the fish, the seafood, the rice, they mm-hmm. live a really, really long time. Um, I should have adopted their diet. And just <laughs> that is okay. But, I, you know, we're, we're so American over here. Um, everything. 
everything is just laden full of, of fat and junk. And I was looking at some things on TikTok, which I'm an addict on. And some of the stuff that we have in our foods are banned in other countries. They're oh, banned yeah. in the UK. And it's like, uh-huh. yeah, why are we eating this? Yeah, and have not banned food, for years. It's a food product, exactly. Mm-hmm. But you know how you can get around that, don't you, Charlene? I'm going to say the C word. I'm going to say it. Cooking. 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 (laughs) Cooking. (laughs) I don't like to cook. But you know what? You were doing really well for a while with that book. The one that, you know, that you cook some meals. Yesterday, Livonia had given me, yeah, she had given me a book one year. I think it was either for Christmas or my birthday. I think it was my birthday. And it was cook once, eat all week. And I was cooking meals out of that left and right and we had extra and it was one of the healthiest things and it was so nice and so easy. And I think I need to get back into that again. And Mark helped you too, didn't he? Charlie's husband was down the road and go through a drive. Yeah. No. See, I can't do that here. As you know, we live in like, you know, the Mm -hmm. the culinary desert. Um, But (laughs) I think having that, you know, that's, that's preparation. Because the discipline and preparation, they go together, right? Um, hand in hand. Hand yeah, in hand, yeah. And I think, you know, if you just like, I don't feel like cooking, and then you think, well, I've got that food there, it's easy just to heat something up, stick it in a wrap, you know? So so that's going to be one of your goals, Absolutely. isn't it? <laughs> to it go is. back to that. Absolutely. And, I mean, just start small. You know, you don't have to go, like, hell for leather. Mm-hmm. Just start small. I know that you wouldn't, that you'll just like throw yourself in, won't you? When you do no, start I to do it. No, I myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've I have got other people that have left and they've also lost weight when they've left this job to go to other places. And okay. I think a lot of it is the stress. I don't, I don't feel like I stress eat, but I think it's correlated. You oh, yeah. And you just kind of just. Mm-hmm. Do you ever stop yeah, and not. think when you're doing it, do you ever stop and think, why am I doing this? Like what? Like is something triggered? Because that's what I've started to do. And it started when mum died. And I, I remember standing in the mm-hmm. kitchen just shoveling food in my face. It was just a, a you know, a trigger to that was, that was how I responded. When John died, when my father died, it was a complete, opposite i just thought oh, i just thought like i was going to be sick but what i'm trying to be more aware of now is that the why i'm doing it when i suddenly just apart from being hungry just like uh, you know just shoveling food in and thinking okay what's going on in your life because sometimes you think oh yeah i always used to think i wasn't an <laughs> emotional eater and i think until you stop and you think, okay, what is actually going on? What's really bothering me? And digging down a bit deep that you think, yeah, I am. And it's a way, I don't know about you, but it, for me, it's a way to just, um, it's a buffer, you know, between what's going on and, you know, how I'm feeling and the food just, mm. it's like a balm, just soothes that. But it's very temporary because then I beat myself right. up about it. I mean, oh, absolutely. I guilt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sarah has I no like guilt. I've always got to have something sweet no, near me. And if I if I don't have something sweet or I know something there is sweet that I can get to, I start thinking, okay, well, what do I need to do to get that? Peach truck subscription. It's, it's a constant. Just, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you know what's really interesting is that I'm just thinking though, all of these things is absolutely true, Lavoni. We I think and we've worked both of us have worked really well at recognizing the triggers and why we're doing something. But I'm just trying to work out in my own mind about the discipline that Charlene's described when mm. she was in boot camp. It was almost it's irrelevant the why the discipline which has to happen in your mindset is you just have to do so yes I think it's important that we recognize those triggers so that we can nip them in the bud but that discipline that you so sort of clearly described to me that I'm thinking that's the bit that you need to grasp a hold of when you're making these decisions yeah so we know the reason why okay that's great but that's sort of irrelevant now yeah. for the actual action which needs to happen next so Charlie why is it, do you think, that you can't activate that skill and that training that you learn, which is a mindset which must have been rock solid because you did it for so long and so successfully? Why do you think you can't turn that on now with regards to this challenge that's in front of you? Um, I've actually thought about that uh, quite a bit, and I feel like it's because I've gotten comfortable. Right. And when you get to a certain point, or a certain size, you kind of feel like you're invisible and no one is really watching you or staring at you because you blend in because our country and, and even the world, everyone has gotten a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the norm now. And when you're skinny and you're fit or in shape, I mean, it's, it's really nice to look at and you're like, Oh man, I need to be like that. I need to do that. Why can't I? Does it it's, feel unachievable? It, it is achievable, but I, like I said, I really feel like it's, we, we get comfortable and it's like, how bad do you want it? Well, apparently you don't want it bad enough. So discipline then, is it, is discipline quite uncomfortable? This is the thing we've got to get used to. The fact that discipline actually may not be a pleasant thing to do, but what you get as a result, this, that's quite a crux of something. What you've just described there is that discipline's uncomfortable or it can be, you know, and sometimes it's automatic, but sometimes it's going to be something that you will not enjoy doing, but you do it anyway. You I, know, I'm sure that 90% of the time when you're in boot camp, you probably didn't enjoy it, but you did it anyway. But what you did enjoy was the result of you delivered. You, you were a successful Marine at the time, as you described, the hardest thing that you could go into. You gave yourself quite literally the hardest challenge and mm -hmm. was succeeded and was successful at it. So maybe, Lavonia, that's what we need to, Dis you know, try to get comfortable with is the it's fact the that it's uncomfortable. We I, have to just, ex yeah. I've read this statement and I don't know whether I read it on one of the military um, websites, but it said this, seeking out and undergoing daily discomfort is critical to building discipline, you will face countless challenges, obstacles and hardships, but you must complete the mission regardless. And that's, I think I read it on a, a thing where they were building, it was a, a boot camp for like a pre-boot camp, boot camp, right? But that is just yeah. exactly what you were saying, that it's um, daily discomfort is critical to building discipline. And I think that people have to, accept like just em not embrace it but accept it it's not going to accept it's not it. an easy thing yeah if you, you just have to not accept like it, it. Mm -hmm. right but and it's it's that that what and we've I'm talked about before those small sacrifices which is sounds like an awful mm -hmm. sacrifice sounds like an awful word but um lead to like it's the bigger picture so. you know get you where you want for in the you know that's the bigger picture 
but yeah, definitely. And and I tried to analyze it um, myself. And I think one of the reasons that is so hard for me to start is because in my mind and maybe other people's minds, once you start, you feel like you have to keep going. And if you don't, you feel like you failed. Even if nobody knows that you're doing it. You so the feel risk like, of failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nobody wants to fail. Nobody deliberately says, okay, well, I'm going to do this for five days and then, then I'll stop, but I'll start again because it's so easy. It's like, once you start, you feel like you have to keep going. And if you stop, then game over, then why bother? Mm. Um, that That's kind of where I feel like I'm not as disciplined anymore because I don't want to get into it and then stop. And I think I've heard it takes 21 days mm-hmm. yeah, to build a habit. I don't know how true and that is. So, but yeah, yeah, I think it takes maybe, a bit of time, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, but I think for me, it's it's effort. You know, if if you then think, oh, I'm going to go to the gym, and then your heart sinks for a few minutes, and think, oh, I just don't want to. <laughs> it's it's that effort, but but then that's when the discipline has to click, kick in to say, I know you don't want to. Actually, you're not going to want to do it later. You're not going to want to do it tomorrow or the next day. So just go and do it anyway. And then even when I'm doing it, I hate it. I hate it. But then I come out and that's when I go, yeah, I do. Because I I really try and I'm like, I hate this with a passion. (laughs) But I come out and I'm like, but the the achievement is, look what I've done. And the endorphins. With my two uh yeah some of that <laughs> but some of it's for me because i'm right because i'm setting myself targets because um charlene you uh i'm recovering from surgery last year so i'm trying to get stronger and and fitter and healthier and also ahead of a second surgery um towards the end of this year so there's things that i've never been able to do because of lack of movement with some of my joints that i'm trying to set targets that i am now trying to push myself and i mean push myself to be able to do so yesterday at my session i was able to do one of those things five times so it took me 30 times of, of trying to get there and five of those I actually managed to do it. But, you know, I came out and I was absolutely elated. Well like, done. you know what, I've done that probably for the first time in 40 years that I've been able to do it. But while you're doing it, it's painful. I'm sweating. I'm boiling hot. I'm out of breath. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. But it's that mo- it's that discipline in your mind to say, but just do it anyway and the result will be something that you love. And I think that's the bit you've got to try and tap into isn't it you know it's it's going to be uncomfortable you're going to hate it but what you will love is the result so when you were in boot camp the result was you were part of this team you weren't letting anyone down you were creating all of these successes for yourself it's that that you've got to try and tap into isn't it but I wonder if some of the you know things you've described with the support web and the people telling you what to do how can we create that for ourselves then so how do we be our own sort of drill, drill instructor, instructor or how yeah. do we be our own support yeah how do we do that that's, that's a great question and um <laughs> i'm not sure if i have the answer if i no. did i'd be doing it <laughs> yeah but um I, i've thought about it a lot and i've done research i've done countless amounts of research on it because i'm an investigator i just like not investigator but yeah i am i just yep. like to know things and I've also heard that when you tell certain people, if you tell people what you're doing, some people thrive on that and they like that encouragement. But I found that if I tell somebody that I'm doing something such as I'm working out now or I'm eating better, 
you start getting, oh, that's wonderful. That's great. So you've almost got those accolades before you've even done the work. Pressure. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels like, well, I'm all, I've achieved it, even though you haven't. It, oh, it's so they're, they're rewarding you to even for even doing it without actually getting the result of what you've been doing. Yes. So you oh, don't feel like you have to true. work. That's true. I've never hard. thought of that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, just well done, like, even I'm, considering I'm, going on a diet or whatever. Yeah. yeah. This was this was something that um, that I wrote down that I thought was interesting. Is one of the reasons we don't have self discipline is because we run from the hard, uncomfortable things. We would rather do the easy, comfortable, familiar things. So instead of facing our hard, uncomfortable projects or finances or you know whatever it is that you need to to be focused on. In this case, we're talking about weight loss, working out. Mm-hmm. Um, that we run to distractions. So you use, you know, whatever, whether it be work, computer, you know, food, smarties. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And this, and they're running. And so this running from the discomfort is ruining lives. You know, Mm. it it can ruin, Mm -hmm. you know, your life. I thought that was interesting really when you think about it in and a nutshell often, it sounds like they're describing like, someone that's lazy but well hey it's 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 that feeling like i describe it and i just think i just can't, i don't want to do it that gut feeling that just says i'm just i don't want to but you've got to push through that so whether that's cooking your own food or like you were describing charlie and going through the drive through really it's taking the easy route every time going through that drive-through is the easy route the harder route is to either prepare a salad or the middle route of that is buy a salad i guess but the best you know the the hardest route would be to prepare your own it's not even that difficult but it just takes a bit more effort doesn't it than going through the drive-through so when you're faced with these two decisions all of the time easy or the hard and it's generally probably the hard one that's going to get you the result you want but are you prepared to be disciplined enough to take that harder route. And that's what we're asking people to do really, isn't it? Or suggesting what people should do if you want the result. Right. Um, I think with me starting my new job, well, I don't think I know it's going to be easier for me to be on track because I won't have the excuse to go out and well, I'm not doing inspections anymore. I'm going to be at home all the time because I don't need to go out. My uh-huh. job is right in front of my desk. So I won't have that excuse and i'll have to prepare the meals because the food well i'll just flag this flag this up to you though because both livoni and i do work at home mm-hmm. not in the same home in a different our own home so, um and it's not easy all the time is it livoni no. because it's it's also you have another another distraction because it's always there and that's the other and problem, that's another is, level of discipline right. too is getting up it is at a certain time all day yeah mm-hmm. getting up at a certain time I um, and this is you know where the whole preparation for me is key is that you know I kind of I know what I'm going to have that day to eat uh, more or less and I, you know and I often I know I cook for a living but I often have that oh, God I don't feel like cooking you know I've been writing about it or mm-hmm. you know doing stuff with food and now I don't want to have to cook but once I start into it. It's, you know, it's, it's good. I, it's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I think often like the same with exercise, it's more the thought of it 
than anything. And I think the, the same rings true yeah. for a lot of people. It's just the thought of it. And and that's – I've said before on episodes that if I didn't have that banter back and forth with myself all the time, whether it be exercising or, you know, the food or whatever, how much brain or how much energy it would free up. But when you have that constant, I need to, it's hard, I've got to, you know, that whole thing, go and do it and then you don't mm-hmm. and then the excuse – Oh, that's mentally exhausting. Whereas if you just, you know, get up and go and exercise or, you know, go and eat a decent breakfast and exercise later. Like I'm a morning exerciser. Sarah prefers it in the afternoon. But but instead of having that constant excuse banter, if you just did it, then that would just – it's a lot less well, also, stress. Yeah, it also – it is stress, a lot of stress. And it's also then what Charlene described as letting yourself down. So you've got then that mental conversation, whether you right. then realise it or not, that if you've told yourself you're going to and then you don't. And as you described, Charlene, of that whole, if I launch into this, then I have to do it. And if I don't, then I'm going to let myself down. And a bit like then you described at the beginning of this episode, it's sort of if I let myself down once, then that's almost set the tone that I can always let myself down and that's the constant dialogue in your head isn't it that I think you've just got to try and there is no secret answer from what I can gather from you know from listening to you basically it's just case you just have to do it and that's the and that's the uncomfortable decision that and not think that it's an all or nothing thing because that's what I'm kind of hearing from you know Charlene like that it is an all or nothing because I guess you're yeah you know that that in being a marine is an all or nothing you're either you're either in or you're out there is no sort of that wishy-washy gray area and i think that for somebody that you know wants to lose weight wants to get healthy hmm, that's me um just it's just starting small just starting just doing something just doing one thing that you know Mm -hmm. is going to help whether that's five minutes a day whether it's you know not having you know treats on that day or something just something small rather than that all or nothing mentality and I think a lot of people that go into this have that mentality they think um, deprivation you know hard all those words that have such negative connotation rather than Mm -hmm. you know I'm going to try and make this fun and have little goals, and that is just so awesome to to reach those, rather than that that whole big picture thing, which at the end of the day that's what we're aiming for, but it's it seems unachievable a lot of the time, overwhelming. It's and yeah. overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So it's it's trying to also let go. I think of that all or nothing because I'm a bit of an all or nothing person too, but I'm learning through you know just trial and error not to be just and not to then if I've done something positive for my health not to then go and undo it and if I do not to beat myself up for it and think okay fuck it that's it I'm done you know yeah rather than just keep on going Charlene that's going to be a change of mindset for you because the discipline that you've learned can still be carried forward for now, but you're going to have to adapt it and tweak 
like it a little, aren't you? Because it was all or nothing then. Mm-hmm. And as you just said, if you've got this almost this fear that if you start and don't finish it, you're failing and you've let yourself down. It's almost just to break that down into a much smaller chunk if you can and still then apply the discipline to that small chunk rather than it being the whole thing. So maybe if it's just you set like today, I'm going to cook my own food, whatever that might be. It doesn't mean that for a whole month you've never had a drive through because potentially that's a bit unrealistic for you in in that first period of time but if you can use your the learnt discipline that you've described for one day and just make those decisions for one day and then you've just created that little block for yourself and that's I think that's how I'm going to the takeaway from this I think for me will be exactly as you described Livoni make it a smaller chunk so that I can create success for that small chunk whatever it is but I've also listening to you, Charlene, accepted the fact that I'm probably not going to like every decision that I'm going to have to make. And I'm going to have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable some of the time, all of the time, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And just then keep building and adding to it. I think that's what I've uh, learned from today. Because right. small change is definitely mental. Uh, I think it's definitely mental. We get in our mm-hmm. own ways so much. That's so true. Yeah, we do. And, you know, and then the, the negative self-talk, both of those things, you know, aren't good. That, oh, it's so hard. Yeah. You know, oh, I've got to lose weight. You think diet, you think hard work. Well, yeah, but, you know, I've said this before. What's wrong with hard work? Why, when did that mm-hmm. become, when did that become Don't a problem? Be of it. Mm-hmm. And something, um, Charlene, we've talked about on other, on another episode is that just changing that mindset instead of telling yourself, I have to do it, um, it's I get to do it. I get to work out. I get to eat healthy mm-hmm. food. I get to cook my own food rather than I have to do it. I just, I thought that was an interesting thing to, you know, and I think that's something you just have to keep reminding yourself of, even if you don't necessarily, you know, believe it. So um, steps yeah, to, to helping discipline. Great, I agree with that. Right, right. So um, some self um, to develop self discipline. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off a few steps here. See if you both agree. So you want to choose a goal, right? Find your motivation. Mm-hmm. See, I think that's a bit of bullshit because motivation isn't something to be. I don't think found. you have yeah. I mean, some people Can't say, um, you know, okay, I want to lose weight, but I want to lose it to fit into a dress or something to go to a wedding. But then I think, well, then what? No, you know, that that's, you know, um, identify obstacles. But another thing there is you're already setting yourself up for failure. I don't know if you do that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I agree with you on that. I think it's probably for me, it's good to be aware of the the trip hazards right? so that quite literally sometimes, but anyway, (laughs) to be aware of those trip hazards so I can be prepared to then have something ready to get around it. So a a bit like you described when you were going on your road trip, the hazard was that you'd go through drive-throughs or pick up rubbish food. I think for me, that's what that means. So that if you're aware of that, then you got prepared, you made your vegetables, your hummus, you took your food with you in the car so that you can avoid going down what would be the easy route of getting the, you know, the the junk food, whatever. So I think, I think that is, a for me, that that's is a good thing. Okay. Um, replacing old habits and monitoring your progress, mm-hmm. which is the thing that keeps me going because, 
um, when you see that you've lost weight. Um, Sarah and I usually wear ourselves on a Friday, Charlene, and, you know, report to each other. I didn't last week because, well, because I was in an Airbnb. Um, and they didn't have scales amongst other things. But uh, so, so far... Um, this month, I think it's like 12 or 14 pounds, something like that, that I've, I've got it written down. Yeah, yeah. That I've lost. 15, That's just in... well, since you went. Yeah, I'm just doing awesome. June. Yeah. So June, because I think oh, from wow. when. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Because I think um, from, you know, when I went to the doctors, I think I put some on when I was over in the, in the UK. Right. And then, um, but just yeah. this month, I think it's like. 14 pounds or something that I've lost and so like that's you know that gives me you know pushes me and and I want to keep doing that and um I like how it Mm -hmm. makes me feel even though I know I've got a lot more to go I just like how it makes me feel yeah and you don't have to justify that I think that's great I think that's the other thing don't do that don't go oh but I've got right that doesn't matter yeah celebrate and recognize your achievement which is and that's not a small yeah. amount of um of fat to be disappearing off your body right that's what you've done you've got rid of the fat off your body so yeah that's yeah that's great i just can't wait till it gets to that point where people start to notice but i think that for me will probably be around mm. like the 30 pound mark where you know someone could see me and think oh yeah you look like you've lost weight whereas you know right now it's just i i can sort of see that i have but Nobody else would. You can see it and you can feel it. And that's all that, right. I don't know. I think if someone saw you every day, they probably would. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, I think, I don't know if you guys agree with me, that some people have a higher capacity for self-control, don't you think, and discipline. There are some people that are just yeah. so good at <laughs> it, you know, regardless of whether they've been yep. through any boot camp or anything um, they just have a stronger need to be in control, I think, and can therefore, I don't know whether, it, I don't know, they they can, um, like they're organised, they plan, they're goal-orientated, um, attentive to detail, all those kind of things, persistent and motivated. But I think persistent is the thing. Like with the with the discipline, yeah. there has to come consistency and persisting at this. Yes. Yeah. I mean that's that that's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, don't you think, Charlene? It's not gonna be I mean, done it's not gonna be done in one day, is it? No. Because I mean that's the thing, Charlene, you had to get up every single day at boot camp and you had to do the same thing and you had to keep delivering. It wasn't like you were how long was boot camp? Uh three months. Just uh, just under oh, three months. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's <laughs> but, you know, like, I think even three days would be like, oh man. But, I mean, well, we also didn't have snacks, so that yeah. was right. No snacks, constant movement. But you, I mean, you didn't have those side distractions, no TV, none of that. Right, um, right, and no excuses because you couldn't do that. But I mean, you've talked about how you know mm-hmm. when you went, um, when you joined up, you were seventeen. And how, you know, at 17, you were fit and all the rest of it. But mentally, at 17, you, like that, you, you're not mentally in that place, I can't imagine. Like me at 17 mm. and me now, I have so much. I can focus better. I, I, you know, I know the right things to say to myself doesn't mean I always do it. 
but I think at 17, I mean, don't you think mentally that meant you're just not at that point where you can be disciplined? So I think, like, you know, obviously that's something that you have I there. Know. I don't know. No, really? I'm just no, accept I was, I, someone's I screaming at you. When you get in, you get hard to keep your mouth shut. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's the hard bit. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I think there's already discipline there. But it wasn't just boot camp. It was also just the whole time that I was in. You had structure. We had weight standards that we had to make sure that we maintained. We had to make sure we looked good in our uniforms because if we didn't, we could get in trouble for that. We could get written up for it. And again, I'm sounding arrogant and stuff, but I feel like we do look the best. We feel like we have the best uniforms, especially right. dress blues. And there's that pride. So you wanted to also, even though you had to stay in shape and you had to be fit and you had, they made time to be fit. You still had to have that discipline to do it on your own. Cause you could still go home at night or go back to the barracks at night and, order pizzas and drink beer and do all kinds of stuff and put on the weight. And people did. And they paid for that. They had to go special PT to, you know, physical training to get back in shape and had to be on the radar. Nobody wanted that. Nobody. It was a stigma. Right. So basically you were accountable, weren't you? So you were accountable to someone else to make sure that you hit all of those targets. So we need to be making ourselves accountable to ourselves or to someone else externally, which is why people joining um weight loss groups works for some people doesn't it because you're accountable to someone else each week mm. checking in that's right. another technique that i think is a good thing to try and add for those that that find it works for them it doesn't work for everybody but making yourself accountable to someone if it doesn't work by just being accountable to yourself then i think that's another tip or trick that you could add to um to your approach right and that's a that's a great point because that doesn't work for everybody it doesn't work for me um, I don't mind going to a gym and working out, but I don't want a physical trainer telling me what I need to do. I know what I need to do. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. And like, like Lavoni said, don't look at it as you have to, have to, have to. Oh, I get to do this. Or look at this beautiful fruit. I get to eat this. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't get to eat this healthy fruit. They're eating stuff out of boxes and packages and it's junk. Yeah. 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 yeah it's quick. So it's easy, but it's not good. Do you think even just from talking about it, like, you know, the three of us talking about it today, does, does that, because I always find after these podcasts that I feel quite, you know, bolstered, you know, that, oh. Inspired. Um, it mm -hmm. just, yeah, it mm -hmm. inspires me oh, yeah. to, to keep going. So do you think that, you know, after chatting about it, do you think that's just going to give you a bit more of an, an oomph? To, you know. Yeah, it, it's definitely empowering, and and whoever may be listening to this could maybe relate to some of the stuff we're saying, and right. be like, yeah, you know what, that actually resonated with whatever one or what one of us three may have said at some point. Um, just listening to you guys talk too, I learned things like, right. oh, I didn't think about it that way. Like, get to eat, get to do this, and mm -hmm. yeah, discipline is um, it's hard, but so's life, right. Yeah. So choose your heart. And choose your why. And and it's like anything. Yeah. Like you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have your health, then what's the point of it? And that's what you know. When I was younger, I would exercise and um, 
you know, eat right. And that was, you know, because I wanted to stay slim. Well, now I want to be healthy. I want to feel strong. Mm-hmm. I want to feel vibrant. You know, I want to be able to just glow, not not from, um, you know, not from a vanity point of view, but just to, to just feel like I'm glowing because I'm feeling healthy and I'm feeling confident and yeah. just, you know, just and, – and I think – that that to me is more important than anything is, is the look of it. It's just the feeling healthy and being healthy because without it, mm-hmm. you know, everything's a chore. Um, and I, and I've thought about this too. And I, I may have mentioned this before, but I think that when I was in there, the ratio was so different. So anytime, you know, you'd see a female Marine, you would get the attention, you would get these, the stairs and, it, you were aware of it, but it didn't bother me because I was still part of the group. So I think that's probably why I'm comfortable now with the weight that I've gained is because I don't have all of that attention. I've blended because I don't, I'm not a showy person. I don't like to stand out. I like to sit back and I like to observe. I don't want people staring at me, judging me, whether I know they're judging me or staring at me or whatever. I just don't want it. I just want to blend in. So I think that's part of the reason that I've stayed where I'm at and hasn't pushed out of losing this weight because I blend. So do you want to, do you want to lose weight or are you? No, I need to comfortable? now. Okay. I need to now because my knees are my, my right knee when I, that's what I got hurt when I was mm-hmm. in um, the extra weight, just going up and down the stairs. I'm definitely feeling it. I feel like my balance is off. My clothes don't feel like I want them to. They don't look how I want them to. So now it's like, Stop worrying about everybody else. Now it's mm-hmm. time to knock, knock the hell off and just yeah, and it. Yeah, and I feel like with this new change, my job, I feel like it's a chance to basically do a restart. Yep. Yeah, it's a fresh okay. start. I think that's what's going to help me now. Yeah, mm-hmm. change is good like that. And what it is, what are you going to do then, Charlie? What's your uh, what's your approach to make this fresh start? Um, well, I believe I'm going to be changing my work hours. So I'll be starting an hour early and getting an hour off early, mm-hmm. even though it's still at home. So I'll have time to actually prepare meals, um, at home mm-hmm. and I'll have time to actually exercise. I have that time now, but I don't make the time. Yeah. Even just that one hour, I think is going to make a huge difference for me and doing the meal prep. Cause I'm, like I said, I'm, I've got access to, you know, vehicles even though I'm losing my company car, which I'm okay with. But I won't have that excuse or that reason to go out. It's like, yeah. I don't need to go out. I've got food here. Make make the damn food. Right. You know? And make it easy for yourself, though. You know what I mean? Like, have, have the mm-hmm. things there. Make it so it's things that, you know, can be assembled easily. And, yeah, I think. And some of those bag salads, <laughs> you know, some of those bag salads – I mean, they might be high in calories and I know everything's all chopped up and vegetables lose their nutrients, blah, blah, all that, right? But if that's a way to start, I'm not saying, you know, you have to eat the whole bag, but you can make a wrap with some of that and some, you know, chicken that you've already cooked and had in the fridge. You know, that's a really easy lunch. So I think that that's where the preparation comes into it. What's that? Spatchcock chicken? Spatchcock chicken, yes. Is that what it's called? Yes. Charlene sent me a picture of a chicken she tried to spatchcock. 
And I'm sorry, I shouldn't say this. I still, you know what? I think of you. I think of you every time I do this. And I was like, how the hell did you do that? Instead of cutting the backbone out of it, she'd cut the breastbone out. I mean, that would be like wrestling a lion. Yeah. And I, every time I made a chicken um, before we went away and I roasted a chicken, I did it on the grill and I spatchcocked it because I always do that. And, and I always yeah. think of you when I do that. Yeah. So I'm cutting the backbone out and it just comes out so easily. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, anyway, I never let her forget it. But I wasn't going to bring it up today, but, you know, there it is, hey. But you know what? At least you tried. But you tried, right? Exactly. Yeah, you tried. So that's good. So um, next week, let me see. Hang on. What have we got happening? What do we have happening? So, What's happening next week? So? Well, we were going to have a chat about oh, yeah. next week. We were going to talk about um, preparation. But talking about that, do we want to talk about what our um, what, what we're cooking this week? Yeah, what are you preparing food wise? Yeah, what are you? I'm cooking? going to have a go at. I saw, um, I think it was a TikTok or Instagram reel, but an egg roll. So basically, they made like an omelet and then put a tortilla down on top oh, of the omelet before right? it was fully cooked. Yeah, and they you turned it mean? over. Yeah, I've seen then, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to do that, and then yeah. I'm going to fill it with some pickled and crunchy vegetables and things like that, and then roll them up and bake. Yeah, so egg rolls effectively, but with so the, you turn that you flip it over, the... so you cook the egg, you put the tortilla yeah, so you, you on the egg as it's put cooking, the egg right? In the pan with some herbs or whatever, start to cook the egg, and then before it's quite finished, you push down a flour tortilla just into the top of it and let it cook, and then you flip it over, and in the section where the egg is you put your filling right roll it up and then i know, love it that little dices or whatever oh yeah see yeah, that you I'm could do ahead that. too do i mean you could even do that ahead of time mm-hmm. for Can lunches you? really good for lunch boxes and all that sort of thing actually if you make a big one that's probably a couple of lunches so i'm gonna do that this week i'm gonna try it let's try it what about you i'm gonna try that try too it. i'm just i'm gonna make a note to myself to do what are we calling them like an egg tortilla roll a, or something. Egg. What do you? Yeah, egg tortilla roll would be probably much good. Okay, I'm gonna and I'm going to put red note. pickled red cabbage. In it. Oh, okay. Like really crunchy, yummy stuff. Is that mm. something you've pickled yourself, or you buy? Can you buy it? But well, you can buy it. Oh, no, it's, I bought it, but it was in a jar. Right. Yeah, red cabbage it just in a jar. I'm, I'm buying a red cabbage for this week. That's it. That's all you're making. You're making anything else? No, no. Oh, well, I, that was the only thing I particularly planned. I'm sure oh, I will eat okay. on the other days. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Probably. I'm going to... Um, what about you? You've always got a million... I know, right? I Well, I'm shooting a turkey pineapple stir fry, which has got green beans and mm. red pepper. And seriously, Charlie, this takes like 15 minutes to make. It's so quick. Uh, you don't even have to cut the meat up because I'm using ground turkey. So just to make it so mm-hmm. super fast. What's that? Hmm. Yeah, it's really. It's, I, I, I wouldn't have thought to put that together. Yeah, it's delicious. Cool. It's got like a Thai um, okay. flavor to it. Um, and okay. I'm doing that. And I'm making for a treat. I'm doing, um, and I've made these before. I'm going to put them on my website. Uh, pineapple coconut yogurt popsicles. Or lollies, nice. as they're called in lollies. the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I'm going mm-hmm. to do a mango pineapple smoothie um, with some mint mm-hmm. and some habanero in it because I just like things hot. Nice. And I think the hot goes so well with um, mango and pineapple. Um, but I'm making um, huevo rancheros. I want to do that. Because I salad? love that. No, it's it's, uh, it's it's eggs. Yeah, so yeah. it's a breakfast thing, a Mexican breakfast thing. Oh, so you've got yes. like a corn tortilla or, or tostada, which is cr- crispy. And I'm actually going to make my own um, tortillas, corn tortillas. And then you you know you just cook it till it's crispy, and then you put eggs and refried beans and black beans and avocado and a bit of like salsa or something mm. on. So good. I love that for a breakfast. I'm going to do, um, keeping with that Mexican theme, a chipotle salmon taco recipe with red cabbage and pineapple, um, some avocado crema, like making avocado sauce thing Mm -hmm. to go with it. Um, Also pasta salad with like a herb pesto because my herbs survived me being away. Um, And they've gone berserk, so I'm going to use parsley and basil and I don't know, whatever else. Maybe some mint because it's taken over our garden um, with some grilled eggplant and red peppers and zucchini because we've got so many of them in the garden. Um, I'm going to do that with, you know, pasta and then the pesto dressing, toss it all together. And for a little snackaroo, I'm going to make some um, chocolate pistachio truffles with dates um, for the sweetness. Yeah, just whiz all that up in the food processor and roll them up yeah plus a couple nice. of other things i'm gonna test out like a dutch baby i haven't made one of those and i've been wanting to make one a what a dutch baby so it's like um a giant yorkshire pudding type thing but it's mm-hmm. well you can make smaller ones i guess but it's got fruit in it so you put the fruit on the pan first which is the best way to make it and then you make you know a batter pour it in the pan has to be screaming hot you hot you heat mm-hmm. like a cast iron pan up in the oven first, pour the mixture in, bake it in a really hot oven and it puffs up and you can just sprinkle a little icing sugar on it or maybe a little maple syrup. But you can put fruit in it. So I'm going to put peaches and blueberries because because we get our peach delivery. Hey, um, because it was Charlene that told me about the the peach truck that delivers all over the place. Yeah. So instead of doing the the fifty pound boxes or twenty five pounds or whatever they were, you know, and all the all the peaches would ripen all at once, Charlie, and then you had to put them in the freezer. And so what right. I've done is a subscription. So every week they deliver peaches. So it's like thirteen of them, and then oh. and they're ripe. They actually deliver them ripe. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I've been doing. So every week, every Thursday or Friday, I get a box of peaches. Oh, I didn't know Yeah, that. and because it's smaller, I mean, it's a little more expensive because they're delivered to your house mm. every week. But it's good because you don't waste any. Yeah, and it's exciting, you know, getting that message from UPS saying, oh, your box of peaches is going to arrive on Friday. Yeah, so it's 13. Ooh. Yeah. And I just think nice. it's just, you know, it's easy. If I, since I've been home, I'm like, oh, I'm craving something sweet because, you know, I can't have anything in the house like that yep. or I'll eat it. And I'm like, just have a peach. So that's what I do. I have a peach. Yes. Yeah. So that's what that's what I'm cooking. Yes. Okay. 
got all organized. Um, Sarah likes to tease me about how organized I am with my food, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much at least a week in advance, you know what you're having. Yes. At least a week. I know, right? Um, So what about your goals for next week? What are you going to... My goal is um, to exercise every day because I've kind of got it. You're right. Yeah, I think it's the air coming out. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, The the air, um, Canada's still on fire. And even though our state sits below, well, I guess we're one of the um, Great Lakes states, aren't we, really? Yes. Um, But the the air quality here is terrible from the fires up in Canada. It's so bad. Like, you can't, I can't even see all the way out the back. So it's just haze. It's like we're in a thick fog all the time. Yeah. So the air quality. Normally the air here is amazing. We always have really good air quality even in summer, but not right now. Hopefully it's stopped, but, oh, yeah, never mind. I was almost going to let the cat out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. So what's your goals? Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Stick to the point, Lavoni. My goal is to exercise every day and regardless of the fact that I uh, currently um, have a herniated disc in my back. Yeah, that's not helping, is it? No, but at the same time, like the the one thing that's not good is sitting. So you either have to lie Mm -hmm. or move about. So I figured, well, I can at least be, I can go on the treadmill. I don't want to go outside right now because it's just like, so the air quality. Um, so, and I can still ride my bike and do things like that. So, I'm just going to mm-hmm. be careful with the weights. Just go see anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my goal, working out every week. What about every okay. week, every day? What's yours? <laughs> Mine is I'm going to do the time blocking thing. So, the 50 <gasps> minutes work tan. Yes. And in my 10 minutes, I'm going to walk. Okay. So that I can get my steps up. So even if it's just walking around the garden or up and down the road outside, but I'm going to, in my 10-minute block, I'm going to walk to help me get my steps up so that I can still get the work done that I want to do, but make sure that those uh, step numbers go up. So that's my goal for this week. I like that one. Charlene, this is a, a thing that I heard about, and it's so uh, – well, it works for me, and Sarah uses it too sometimes, and she really mm-hmm. likes it. So what you do is you, you do you have 50 and 10-minute blocks. So in the 50-minute block, you're just focused. So you're working, you, you know, you're not messaging, you know, on your phone, whatever. You're it's just focused, focused yeah. on whatever the task is, whether it's working out, cooking, computer work. And then so I'm constantly setting timers, 50-minute timer, and then you have 10 minutes, and in that 10 minutes you can – put a load of washing on or like Sarah said, go for a walk. There was um, a week where I did every 10, uh, a day where every uh, 50 minutes for my 10 minutes, I used to go and I'd work out in those 10 minutes. And I did that five times. So that's 50 minutes. And it was pretty intense what I did because I knew I only had 10 minutes. But um, yeah, so I just find it works really well because I want to beat the clock. I want to get this done before my 50 minutes is up. So I don't Runs know if out. you've ever tried it. So, yeah, that's that's yeah. something to yeah mm. to think about too. That's my goal. Blocks. That's a good goal. Okay. Um, next week? Yeah, so next week we're going to talk about preparation. Um, 
I think something we've learned about getting healthy and losing weight is that it's become very clear that for success we need to have both discipline as we've talked about today and preparation so join us for that episode because I think we can match up to all of the things we've spoken about today and actually create a real recipe for success. I'm looking forward to that because yes mm-hmm. preparation and discipline you know they go together and like you yeah. said a recipe for for success we'd like to thank charlene for being on the show today as always thank you so much for listening please send us a message if there's any subject you'd like us to chat about because clearly we're up for anything visit livonianserra.com to subscribe to our twice monthly newsletter and find the links to connect with us on social media remember discipline leads to self-confidence self-esteem and inner strength and consequently to happiness and satisfaction but no one's coming to do it for you you need to have discipline to stay the course we'll talk to you next week thank you charlene again it was it was great getting a bit of an insight into certainly was into the discipline in the in the military especially the marine corps so yeah we really appreciate you sharing that with us thanks for now bye bye bye